Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. So we wanted to, we, we did a similar one uh, probably about two, two and a half years ago around uh, equipment, because I think we realized after last week, we'd had quite a lot of questions around equipment we were talking about waterproofs but a lot yeah. of questions came up um around uh you know different jackets different things and we thought well let's 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 go with that let's let's do another one because we felt there was a lot of mm. questions around equipment so any questions around equipment today do throw them in um and and actually some some recent kind of feedback and yeah um kind of trips that we've done in in the nepal in the spring season um, have brought up other kind of questions about, about what is actually good enough for particular trips. So we thought, well, let's let's do that. Let's, it's a really good subject right now. Easy, Dave. Just the props everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> taking them all out. But yeah, we thought let's 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 go with that. Let's let's talk about um, all the different equipment for all the different tracks. And, yeah. and if you're going on a particular trek and you're thinking of a particular type of equipment that maybe you haven't bought yet, maybe you own, and you're thinking, ah, is, is that going to be okay for that particular trip? We'll throw it in the comments, and we'll um, you know we'll uh, we'll tackle it. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's what we were thinking, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, like we, we yeah, yeah, last week I think waterproofs, wasn't it? Mm. Which, um, wow, Dave, you're yeah. yeah, no, well, mate, it's all up there, now. <laughs> yeah, but what happened is whenever we do this, we dip, yeah. we get like we, we dip into equipment and then it explodes, and we think, let's yeah. do an equipment chat because everyone loves it. I love it. I, you know, I'm never get bored talking about it. Yeah. I think, um, all of my friends get bored of me talking about it. No, it's fine, Dave. Like, if I bring Stop. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm, but, only, I'm only joking. You can talk about it all day, mate. No worries. But no, there is some awesome, um, you know, feedback that we've had. Yeah. Um, because the Himalayas is one of the things that's you know yeah. one of the words I always associate with it is change. It's always changing. The weather's changing. The landscape's yeah. changing. The trips, the people, the lodges. Yeah. It's all constantly adapting. Um, and some of the feedback that we've had, particularly about the peaks like Mera yeah. Island yeah. Peak, um, and particularly in the spring season. So usually the spring is a little bit milder in terms of its weather yeah um usually the autumn can be a little bit more wild because you're approaching winter um and but i think maybe it's climate change maybe it's just a change in the you know the mood of this mood of the mountains but yeah it's been a little bit wintry this spring i think is the best way to look at it yeah definitely there's certainly been mixed conditions i mean we're, we're, we're kind of used to that in the autumn like you said and i think you know, we, we, we'd be lying and, and kind of be, be a, bit, a bit naive if we said it wasn't climate change. Sure, it is actually contributing to certainly the, the, the seasonality, which is changing a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think we're definitely seeing more precipitation in the spring. 
um, you know, I'd like to look at some data, but yeah, definitely it's in terms of weather, it's it's, it's still challenging. I mean, anytime you go to the Himalayas, it's going to be challenging. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Nepal, probably a little bit more detail. Obviously, we will touch on all the other trips as well because we, you know, they are obviously all important. Um, but uh, just because we were literally, our last group reached Everest Base Camp, uh, I think yesterday, yeah, um, which was our last group of the season in Nepal. Um, you know, and huge congratulations, firstly, to everyone who's been on, you know, all of our trips this year, especially the the kind of most recent ones. Um, you know, we had a group around the Puna Base Camp. I think we shared some of those pictures over on socials. Um, you know, lots uh, at Everest Base Camp. We've had multi summits on Mara Peak and Island Peak. It's been amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've done like Annapurna Circuit. It's been really, really amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's been an, an amazing season. But it's had some challenges with the weather. And, yeah. you know, we, it's, it's good to talk about that, especially when, you know, what equipment is right for particular trips. One of the biggest bits of feedback that we've had is that yeah. me and you haven't flipped the um, the camera angle. So we're in the wrong place. I can do and that. And your you know. t-shirt says Katrieve. Okay, well, look, me being, I, I'm going to I'm gonna change that because I, I, I people like what they're used to, don't they? that it will work. Now, how is that? Is that better? Does that feel better? Is that more like yeah. it? Is that, is that like, a, <laughs> a, is that, are we in the same spot now or am I usually on that side? So I can't remember. I think, I think no, we're always, at least Evertrack reads, reads correctly. Yeah, but we're always sat, like I'm always, you're always to my right. I'm, I suppose normally because you're in, in my office, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, anyway, but no, so hopefully, hopefully that's normal for you, Jerome. Um, yeah, good to see uh, Pratesh, Mark, Jim. Um, yeah, great to see uh, some of the ever trekkers, ever trekker veterans on here. Yeah, yeah, we've um, got the happy now. We've got the fun. The feng shui is uh, is back. I, I think your comments are actually way ahead of mine. Do you think so? I'm, I'm looking at yours to try and get more up to date comments. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But I'll take it. No, but see, mine. Oh, is it the other way round? The way round at the top. Ah, oh, here we where go. Where yours come down to the bottom. I like the most recent one to be at the top. That's fair. Yeah. Nice. You see. That Never is... let professionalism get in the way of a good show, <laughs> but um, Brilliant. but yeah, like one of the things that really came up, I think, is about yeah. the the equipment needed for the peaks. Yes. This isn't a peak Tuesday tune-in, no. but we're going to talk about it a little bit just because we've had some nice yeah. feedback from some guys that have yeah. summited, um, and people that went out there and got way above six thousand meters. But um, yeah. one of the things that's come back is that in the spring, there used to be a bit of a rule that. You could get some winter B2 boots yeah. um, that would be good enough um, for the peaks in spring. And then in autumn, you'd want kind of winter B2 slash B3. Yeah. It's now, there's not, because of the changing in the seasons and the fact that, you know, spring is getting a little bit more snow, a little bit more wind, yeah. some colder temperatures. I think we're going to start recommending um, winter sort of B3 B2 to B3 for the peaks, yeah. for the peaks, regardless, but not just because one thing that's changed with boots particularly is it used to be that was a hiking boot. That was a B1, B2, B3. Yeah, now, so mud muddied a little bit. Yeah, so now, yeah, the lines are blurred now. You can get like yeah. a B2 boot that's designed to hold a C2 crampon, but is actually yeah. as flexible as a hiking boot. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're talking about proper winter mountaineering, high altitude yeah. B2 slash b3 boots um so yeah so that's one of the big updates from yeah the peaks. definitely from the peaks i think it's uh, you know and, and go back to that weather that they're certainly changing things it just keeps you on your toes a little bit no pun intended when we're talking about boots but it, it certainly makes you think about equipment you know even though you know we've been trekking a high altitude you know months of our life yeah um you know over the last kind of several years um you don't want to be complacent with the equipment and sometimes you've got to kind of relook at it 
Um, and, you know, we've got lots of stuff in the bag. You can, you can go out trekking in the UK. But, you know, sometimes, yeah, you, you're right. The, certainly when it comes to weather, it can catch you out. Yeah. Um, especially when that weather is a little bit inclement. You know, it is a bit of a surprise. It's not the norm. I think we've certainly found that um, uh, certainly in, in, the, in the autumn where it was certainly crazier than, um, than the spring, but the spring is still sprung some challenges yeah um no 100 percent. Yeah. and i think that's made us kind of relook at things a bit more and um certainly when it comes to uh you know certainly when it comes to the specific boots specific down jackets um you know specific maybe socks you know all all, all the kind of equipment that could keep you warm because we certainly want you guys to be best prepared and that's what we're coming for 100%. today i hope we've set the scene at least yeah exactly yeah <laughs> for the, exactly what we're talking about um jerome has just said what's the yeah. difference between a b1 b2 Ooh. b3 Basically, uh, I think we got Vicky on the comments today. So, Vic, I think yeah. there is a um, a nice handy blog about crampons and boots. Essentially, B B one B two B three refers to the stiffness of the boot and yeah. also its fitment with a specific type of crampon. Yeah. So B one fits a C one crampon, B two C two B three C three. Um, nice. But the boots are yes, yeah, I can like that. That's good. But the boots are, are wildly different. So a hiking boot is you know either B one or sometimes they say ungraded, like a really flexible hiking boot. You wouldn't want to wear a crampons. B one, um, just a snapshot. You'd have a cage, toe cage on the front, yeah. heel cage on the back. Uh, B two, you have a toe cage on the front, yeah. but like a, a clip fitment. So there'll be a very pronounced like whelk they call it on the back of the boot. Yeah for the clip to go into. Um, and then B3, you have a clip on the front and the back. Essentially, B3 is for high altitude, mixed conditions, yeah. so rock, ice, snow, and technical climbing as well. It's a much secure fit. And a B3 boot will be so stiff, it'll be like, you won't be able to bend it at all. Yeah. And that's designed so when you're climbing, you can dig the front in and it won't bend no at give. all. It's like a platform. Yeah. B2 is, like that but a little bit less you know more designed to be comfortable to walk in and trek in and stuff like that yeah. so less technical nice um, but again the lines are sort of blurred now you can get like b3 boots that you would be more designed for trekking peaks and b2s that are more designed for technical stuff so yeah. we won't get into the minefield but as a snapshot that's pretty accurate yeah exactly so i'm just typing some info in here because uh, it's a really good question actually i'm going to bring it in from um nina Hey Nina, how are hey, you doing? Hey Nina, how's it going? Um, thanks for your question as well, because it, and again, this is this is good. You're talking about some specific equipment here. Um, you know, looking at Island Peak as well, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Um, are you looking at the La Sportiva Evo G2? Would that be good for Island Peak, or is it overkill? And yeah, um, you know, with with the Evo, that's a B3, isn't it? Yeah, it's got the um, a, certainly a thermal layer on it as well. Yeah. Outside layer that does, um, you know, if if you are going to hit some challenging weather. Um, yeah, I believe it is a B3. We'll have to double check on that. Um, certainly priced like a B3 <laughs> because you can always tell when it comes to B1. Yeah, yeah. Generally, the B3s are pretty expensive. Um, and something to factor in as well, you know, if you are going to Island Peak, Mera Peak, um, you know, Lobuche, Aconcagua, any of the, the kind of bigger peaks, 6,000 meter plus, um, you know, those boots are, you know, quite pricey. So definitely factor that into your yeah. budget if you're looking at, those kind of trips and obviously we can we can help as much as we can yeah you can rent them um the one thing we do say about rentals certainly in remote locations like again you use island peak as an example there's a village called shukung um is that you know availability is always a bit challenging yeah you know especially with sizing 
and also levels of quality vary massively yeah. on any rental equipment um, just because of where you are. Obviously, we're trying to work on, on, on hopefully trying to improve that, but it, it, it's difficult where you are in the world in terms of yeah. having that level of quality. You, you know what I mean? Well, it, it comes in like sometimes it's very difficult for us to keep control on the quality and the standard of rental equipment. I mean, crampons, harnesses, ISACs, helmets, all of that stuff is top top notch. It's more like the soft stuff like, you know, down jackets, sleeping bags and boots, to be fair, yeah. which are tricky to maintain because ones they're used constantly all year round, being yeah. rented by different people um, and they get damaged and used. So naturally, at the beginning of their rental life, they really, they start really good. But then you've got to be lucky to rent them at that point, And then they're on that spectrum. And yeah. There is a possibility that you might rent them just as they're sort of nearing the end of their usability. Yeah. And then you're a little bit like, ah, oh, that was a bit pony. So I Pony. Yeah. Cockney rhyming. I'm trying to think, what is it? Pony and trap. Crap. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So every every day's a learning day, right? Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the welcome to the uh, oh, we should do one on uh, I love a bit of Cockney rhyming. Do you? You know, I, yeah. Uh, some, some, some. I know, I know. I, Sam. I used to work with a guy in a railway called Bill. He was a pop coffee. Okay. So he'd be like, oh, let, let, me, let me a lady. Well, I, let me a lady. Lady Godiva. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me a lady. Any, um, and, and uh, this is a complete random, any of your favorite Cockney rhyme, Cockney slang, chuck them in the comments. Always interesting to see if there's any, wonder if there's any trekking or mountain relevant ones. Good point. Post them in here, we'll make be... them canon then, you know, okay? So post some trekking Cockney rhyming. Okay, that's I started a new one. Okay, if anyone has yeah. any inspiration. Um, yeah, no worries, Nina. I hope that helps a little bit. I think anything around that is going to be perfect for um, for Island Peak. And, yeah. Um, yeah, good luck. Um, uh, obviously, with regards to the trip as well. And, yeah. Yeah, any questions around it, definitely let us know. And I suppose we're talking about all the trips here. It's great that we're talking about the peaks. But a lot of people... I think, um, uh, you know, we had some feedback um, uh, today, I think, from a guy called um, Seth, who's one of our customers, talking about there was significant rain, actually, yeah. uh, this spring in the, uh, sorry, on, on the Everest Base Camp track this spring. Um, and I know last week we talked about waterproofs, and even in his comments, he said, look, he recommends telling everyone to bring a poncho. I know we discussed it last week. Yeah. And I think anyone that's going on Everest Base Camp, throw it in the bag. Um, you know, it's not, it's quite lightweight. And I think we're going to, we, we are adjusting some of our uh, content on the website. Yeah. Um, including uh, some of the, the kind of trip guides um, and certainly the, um, some planners that you get before you go, just in terms of specifics. We're, we're, again, we're always trying to keep updated with this. Um, and thanks to everyone for who's pinged us a reply with some comments and updates on it. Um, you know, we've got a lot of information we're trying to help and get out there, but we realize that some of it is, um, uh, you know, hasn't been updated for a while. So, yeah, do let us know if we spot anything. Yeah, um, new new website, new content, new yeah, marketing put in there. New... Um, but congrats on getting the account pages up. And yeah, uh, yeah, big step forward. If you're an ever trekker, yeah, apologies, it's taken a little bit longer than planned. Um, I think we've learned over the years that whenever we do any migration or software change or updates, definitely takes longer than planned. Um, yeah. You know, we 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 thought it was only going to take a week. It took three. So um, you know, but that's that software. We we wanted to get it right and. Um, I know everyone who, who's got a future booking with us should have had an email yesterday with access to the new members area. Any of you that haven't, just drop us an email and we can ping that across to you with your new booking reference because you've got to register and then it gives you all of your access to, um, uh, to, to the new members area. Yep. And that's kind of our foundations for what we're going to be then developing and, 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 and adding new stuff to that. So thanks to everyone um, for the patience around it. And, uh, you know, we've tried to definitely 
um, build a lot more stability into this. <laughs> I think some of our previous um, versions have been a little bit, they can break from time to time. So we're trying to build a lot of stability. Um, you know, we're trying to make it as clean and, and, and as, as, as you can and fast. So hopefully that, um, that'll give you guys a good kind of journey, um, you know, from when you book with us to when you go and you're managing your booking, yeah. your payments, and uh, maybe you're booking some add-ons. Um, you know, maybe you want to change some of the things with your trip. Obviously, you, you should be able to do that in members yeah. now. Awesome. Yeah, Anthony Christian just come in with a good comment. Yeah. He's saying you would get away with a good insulation B2 boot on Island and Mera in the steep uh, snow there, slope. Yeah. Yep. This is, yep. uh, an e e we're talking about uh, things running. This is an electricity problem. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, so so uh, I'll, ke I'll keep it on. Um, yeah, so B3 more for vertical climate. I do agree. Um, the reason why we've had um, to res you know, resort to kind of recommending the B3 boot is because a lot of those high altitude boots that are double layered with the high gator. I'm thinking the Scarpa Phantoms and things like that. Yeah. Um, although they can be really good for sort of vertical climbing and ice climbing, those B3s, they are also commonly used on the high peaks because of that double boot insulation and the high gator. Um, like certainly that. for Aconcagua, <laughs> yeah, certainly for Aconcagua, that's probably the type of boot you'd want. Yeah. Um, having said that, you know, Anuj, um, our uh, head, head guy over in Nepal, has recently just summited Island Peak with um, a pair of uh, B2s that aren't those double layered ones. It was yesterday, right? Yesterday or early hours this morning. Uh, I got his message. I was like, when did he do it? Was that probably today, was it? Yesterday. Okay, yeah, yesterday. But Huge yeah, it's, 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 it's more to do less with act the use, like the, <coughs> Excuse me. the technicality of the boot and its use, and more to do with the um, the extra insulation that you get with those B3s that are often used for ice climbing. They're double layered. They're super warm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes if you know the snow is really deep as well, having that high gator does make a difference. Um, but yeah, mate, I totally agree. Like I've got a good yeah. pair of um, Scarpa B2s that were going to um, be my go-to's for um, yeah. uh, Island and Mera. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. The the year. Good question, good question. Um, do like to bring... Also, I just noticed Nina said she was given a pair of Last Sportiva Evo G2s. Wow. Nina, you need to introduce me to some of your friends. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, that is definitely brilliant. Well done. One thing that's good to talk about as well is the... Yes, um, go for it, Dave. I, I, I did have some questions by email, so I'm just going to bring up as well. Yeah, no, no. Is the, uh, the, the correct down jacket to use and stuff like that. Um, a good down jacket, you know, will be suitable enough for kind of trekking and the peaks. Yeah. You can downgrade and kind of get one that's good just for kind of trekking. Yeah. Um, my advice would be get the best one that you can possibly get, like an 800 fill uh, lofty down jacket. Yeah. It's going to be decent enough for you to use on something like Mera Peak and Everest Base Camp and yeah. Kili and Machu Picchu. It's going to be a do everything down jacket. Generally speaking, you're going to be wearing it only if it's cold anyway. So you yeah. may as well get the warmest one you can get. Um, yeah, like I think the one, the best bargain I think I found at the minute was the mountain equipment light line, which I used on Kilimanjaro. It's like minus 15 and it reached minus 25 in Tupacal. Yeah, with the wind. With the wind. Yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a really good jacket for the price. It's really, yeah. really good. I mean, you can go as high as like six, 700 pounds if you want to and get a really, you know, high level one with lots of technology that'll take you up to some of Everest but yeah so there's a lot of um there's a lot of options uh certainly when it comes to summiting 6,000 meter plus peaks yeah there's certainly getting into that uh, that kind of area of double layered down jackets um you know or summit suits there, there's a lot out there um again it's weather dependent um like you mentioned before that obviously April um was a bit nuts from a weather perspective um and, and into May um certainly with wind and weather but normally in the autumn you'd want you'd want a decent jacket yeah 
Um, definitely. Um, I had a question actually. This is what this is the one I was looking for. I think it was from Pratesh. Um, I've bought a new pair of uh, Gore-Tex Merrell walk-in shoes. I find it more comfortable than ones with ankle boots, as they tend to mm. hurt my calves when I'm walking on incline. Would these be okay? It's a good question, actually. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's risky, isn't it, taking anything less? But people do definitely. And I can. mean, I wouldn't personally want to wear yeah. just sort of the shoes, the trekking shoes, yeah. when I get to high altitude or on like glacial terrain or yeah. stuff like that because the boot does provide you with added stability and they are a lot <laughs> lot warmer um so if you were to for instance i wouldn't have been able to get to the summit of tupacal yeah uh in december if i'd had shoes on it would have been an absolute really? no go couldn't have done it one with all the one shale. you can't wear crampons with them yeah um even yak tracks don't work that well they tend to be very flexible um, I'm not poo-pooing on it. I'll come around to why they're positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so my advice would often be kind of get both. Um, generally speaking, you're going to need a pair of casual trainers to wear anyway. Yeah. And certainly, if you take Everest Base Camp, for example, or even Kilimanjaro, the first few days, yeah, perfectly fine to wear trekking shoes. Yeah. It's a little bit rocky and rooty, so if you're used to it, though, and you're not too concerned about it, that's fine. But certainly, when you do get up to when the temperature drops, definitely when it's below zero, um, definitely when you're on ice, snow, really rocky, glacial moran type stuff, um, boots are definitely a safer option. Um, they're more, at that stage, I think of them more as like a tool than an actual piece of clothing. Like they're there to kind of help me get from A to B as much as a jacket yeah. or an ice axe. Um, so yeah, I think a boots are definitely the right equipment when you get close to like four and a half, five and a half thousand meters and above. Yeah, it just, I think it just adds a, an element of risk. I mean, certainly I've seen, and you see a lot of porters, regardless of the equipment you give them, regardless of, uh, uh, of, of what, they, what they've got, they wear flip-flops sometimes with, it, with their bags, um, which is always a bit like, come on, look after your ankles, but um, they, they won't listen. Um, but then, you know, you, we do have some customers as well that just, you know, maybe into their trail running, they, mm -hmm. they don't really like wearing boots. And, and it's, yeah, I mean, all this, all that we're telling you is advice, like none of it is mandatory. And... You know, but I, I just think from our experience of, of all the treks that we've ever done and, and all of our ever trekkers have done, it just gives you that extra layer of protection. Um, but you're right, you know, if, if it if your calves are hurting, you know, when you're on inclines because of it and, you know, so you're trying to weigh up then the balance versus, you know, the, the comfort versus the risk. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a personal choice. Um, you know, I, I wear my Mandel Bhutans. Uh, I, I've kind of worn on, you know, probably half a dozen treks at high altitude and, and I really, really enjoy them um because they do provide me a little bit of support so i'm gonna be taking a few more risks you know when i'm you know i'm confident i'm jumping from rock to rock or something like that um and sometimes and again, and again you know everyone's different with this and you know if, if you're kind of walking long distance and i've done this um like the glencoe challenge which is, is fast approaching now i know a lot of ever trekkers um, yeah. including jim is going there very very soon and yeah i've rolled an ankle on there with my mangles and um, literally just because i'm just my mind is just wandering because it's such a long day and you're on hard ground. And then next thing you know, you roll an ankle. And I'm thinking, if I didn't have my boots, I'd probably have a broken ankle at that point. Um, so if, you, if you're a person where your mind wanders, where you're thinking when you're in nature and that kind of happens, then maybe best get in some boots. But yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a personal choice, mate, I'd say. Also, have a look yeah. into somehow the way you lace your boots can make a big difference with how yeah. they put strain if they're tied too high and too tight then it certainly can put strain on the calf. So yeah. do a bit of research into lacing boots. And um, yeah, I'm sure you'll find it. 
Uh, Sophie Draycott doing uh, Killian October this year. First experience of, of significant altitude. Any advice on kit would be yeah, great. Looking at in. the new Osprey Hike Like 32, yeah. would this be okay? Uh, I just checked it out while Andy was chatting, and um, <laughs> yes, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, which day and jacket do you recommend? Uh, okay, but you need what a brand, I would say the mountain equipment light line. Um, I used it on Kilimanjaro yeah. in February, and it was really cold. October, you're likely, well, it's definitely going to be below zero, potentially really cold as well. That's a good jacket for the price as well. Yeah. It doesn't cost you hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Other ones like the um, Rabbit Neutrino. Yeah, the Pro Down is, is, is similar to the jacket that yeah. we've, we've had over the years. Very similar. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, cold. will it be cold in October? When you first start on Kilimanjaro, yeah. it's always quite warm, um, and you'll get showers and things like that. But as soon as you get high, yeah, it'll definitely be cold. Uh, waterproof, windproof trousers definitely bring a set. Um Ponchos are also very popular on Kilimanjaro. I recommend yeah. getting a reusable Everyone's got a one. poncho, right? Yeah, but you'll definitely want some yeah. um, some waterproof trousers as well. And a jacket, like a Gore-Tex jacket. They're windproof and waterproof. Poles, definitely recommend poles on Kilimanjaro. There yes. is a lot of uphill and downhill on Kili. Um, those poles. Any trek, it. really. Yeah, yeah any else. trek, to be honest, yeah. They make such a big difference. Especially on the mileage, because you... you, you like to be honest, when I first started hiking and, and trekking, I didn't use any poles, and I, I saw other people using them, going, "I'm sure that that looks good. Maybe I'll try that." So I tried one, and the first time I went to Everest Base Camp, I only used one. <laughs> but then every every trek since, because I've, I've kind of found that if you're doing a lot of mileage, um, that the kind of there are some stats out there that by using trekking poles, that the pressure on the knees is reduced by like 25 30 percent. So you think over the years, you know, if you're trekking now and and you, and you do a lot of it every maybe once a week or mm -hmm. a couple of times a month. And then over the years, that, that 20, 25, 30% adds up. Yeah. So you want to look after your knees. Um, so I'm thinking, yeah, I, I use them now, even on, you know, if I go uh, maybe uh, the Horseshoe Ridge in, in, in Banay Brecheniog or um, uh, Brecon Beacons, it'll be, um, I'll, let's <laughs> get that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we'll, I'll still use it on that, on that, um, on that track, even though it's classed as a relatively easy walk. Um, but again, because of the mileage, um, like this weekend, myself and and Dave um, are heading up to Scotland to do some trekking, yep. and um, we'll be using them there because again, you know, look, it looks after your knees. I use them all the time now, uh, especially just mainly yeah. for the downhills. Yeah, um, you get so much of a like uphill. It's not then the handy to have, but yeah, downhill is where it's a lifesaver. I think anyway, definitely. Um, good. Um, I'm going to bring this in from Jerome as well because I think it's a really good point, um, but also it, it's. Good discussion around it i got a good quality down jacket used it once way too warm yeah jerome i think um when it comes to down jackets certainly like any piece of equipment there's there's times to use it there's times to not i think for me i i i'm in that boat when i i don't really trek or do physical exertion in a down jacket sometimes you've got no choice when it's really really cold um you know especially like that that night on killy maybe the, the tubcal yeah. summit um, you know, during winter is that, you know, you've got no choice. And then you're certainly not going to be too warm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly with the jackets, there are different levels Like you can get, like we, we talked about the, um, uh, the RAB, uh, what was it called? The RAB Neutrino Pro Down, which is I think 800 fill, which is significant. You know, there's a lot of down in there, Yeah. but you can get something like the RAB Microlite, you know, whilst we're talking about uh, RAB, which you know, it's really good and you could probably hike in it a lot more than you could the other one. Yeah. But when the push comes to shove, if it gets really cold, the one will certainly look after you better than the other um, because uh, the RAB uh, Microlite 
it as it is it is light it, it does keep you warm but nowhere near as much as like an 800 fill jacket. yeah no so it's getting that balance and, and choosing what to hike with would be my comments on that anything yeah else? um yeah no i'd agree with it i think when it comes to sort of trekking in a down jacket as well it usually has to be really cold yeah i find i can get this i get far more comfortable by wearing just like a mid-layer and then like a gore-tex jacket um you get it's much easier to kind of layer it like i'd rather have multiple things on and take one off than yeah. have one thing that's either way too hot or take it off and i'm really <coughs> cold so it's about the layering um sophie draycott said any recommendation of poles um so i've used black diamond lecky question um black diamond and lecky pretty much you can't go wrong with either of those however you don't have to spit like generally speaking you can get pretty decent like budget ones of those as well that don't cost the earth and then you can pay 200 pounds yeah or more um but i know a lot of people that just get like sort of like cheap five pound ones from you know any sort of outdoor trekking shop my only issue with them is that when i've used them they they bend quite easily um so not so much if you put your weight on them but if you get them caught in a rock and then you, you move forward you can get like a bend in it so i'd find that the the more i spend the longer they last and i've got currently got a pair of i think they're called lecky kumbus is that the ones that fold no I they gave, were your previous ones weren't I, they? I, they were really good but i accidentally yeah. gave them away accidentally gave them away well i gave away my rucksack and i forgot they were in it <laughs> you're very generous with your equipment fair dues well yeah, I mean, I like to be. I'll be honest, I would have liked to keep those <laughs> because they were like two hundred. But they were already in there, right? They were, yeah, because like, they folded down to yeah, like yeah. this big, and I stuffed them in my um, my day pack with I think and zipped yeah, yeah. it up. And then one of my uh, guides, who's a good friend of mine now, um, really loved the bag, and yeah. I always like to kind of give them something of my equipment so help them with their job. And I handed him the thing, and then he pulls them out. Oh, amazing! I look, yeah. <laughs> well, Patesh yes. has also um, commented with, uh, it's actually, um, oh, I think, sorry, Jerome, that was different. <laughs> um, just, I will bring, come back to that. Uh, would you advise against telescopic poles? Because again, the ones that you had were fold, they were ones that fell down. They, right? they, so I, I love telescopic poles, but um, again, it's more the, you've got to buy a quality set so they don't sort yeah. of break and give on you. Um, Lecky and Black Diamond, they're telescopic poles I've used for years and never had an issue with. These ones were both telescopic and folding, um, but good. I like them. They were they were carbon. They were so yeah. strong and so light. Expensive though, hundred quid, right? Uh, Two hundred. Jesus, really? Yeah, uh, gave them away. Wow. Ah, water under the bridge. Don't, don't think about it. <laughs> Would you like Snickers? To cheat yeah, on? yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so Dave's being good with food at the moment. I'm teasing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, uh... mate, you're doing well. You're doing really well. Embrace um... the misery. <laughs> Are you in the gym this morning, smashing it? Gym this morning, cycling tonight. Good man, good man. Um, just reading some of the comments here. A lot of love for the light line. I like it. It's a great jacket. It's because yeah. it's because it performs so well. Yeah. And yet, you know, 230 quid, maybe something along those lines. You get, you get it cheaper now. Maybe, yeah, maybe cheaper than that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Pounds. I mean, honestly, for the yeah. money, I've not found a jacket that was yeah. that's performed as well. It's perfect for the trekking trips and most of the peaks. Like... I've used it on Kilimanjaro, Mount Tupacal, some stuff in Scotland, yeah. base camp. You know, it's been perfect. Kalapatar. I suppose, yeah, it's multi-use, isn't it? And, and and what Jerome said earlier, actually, was around like hiking in a down jacket can be really warm. Yeah, it's it, it, it's that balance, but you have a good jacket like the Lightline, it, it, it's a bit of an all-rounder. 
even though it's it's a big bloody yeah it's a it's a whole big old lot of a beast you know one of one of the guys here um as mentioned uh i think it was lee wyatt um yeah the jotnaz flagship game really interested hey Lee, in, how you doing really interested in the so uh, i look down there then i realized i'm getting used to the camera yeah there. exactly i keep doing it <laughs> the uh the jot market let me know what you think yeah. of it mate i mean he says it's the warmest thing he's ever had and i'm really interested in the it's pretty high end it they? seems i'm not yeah jotna is it or jotna 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 well they i know Either they're way. they're a uk company but i know they, they do play on the the, the scandinavian name yeah but i, I heard um, that i heard they're really good yeah really good quality um yeah Good range of stuff as well. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out that kit. I'm gonna buy some stuff of this. I think I need a new waterproof jacket. So I think I might get a Jotna Jotna waterproof jacket. Yeah, why not? Um, let's have a little look. Just looking at. I think Emma uh, asked a really good question. Actually, uh, oh, actually no, I think it was. Sorry, it was a couple of Ever trackers. I think it was Chris as well and Emma. I've, I brought Emma's questions in uh, just because it was there. I missed it too. What size day pack, please? Mm. And I think Chris asked um, uh, the same one in terms of. Sorry, I might have missed it. If you haven't missed it, we'll we'll talk about it now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When it comes to day pack, I mean, on any of the uh, what we classed kind of, um, you know, mid track, mid difficulty track to the challenging ones, you're essentially going to need some sort of day pack. Um. You know, for the you know for the day, just you know, with your uh, your snacks, your water. Um. Maybe going back to light line. Maybe you could pop that in there if it gets a bit cold. Um. Normally, we'd say anything from kind of like. 20 to 35 liters is kind of i would say recommended i mean anything around 30 you've got enough kind of space you, some people do go up to kind of like 60 but to be honest i think it's a bit big for um you know for trek because you'll have your duffel bag with all of your gear in anyway and that's where you wanted to store much of your gear and you don't want a big bag because i think human beings we kind of fill our space don't we and i think the more the bigger bag you, bigger bag you'll have you'll probably put more in it and you want to make life for altitude as easy as you can so you want to get your bag as light as you can. Um, you know, obviously Osprey, one of our partners. Um, let's talk about the new members area. There's a little link in there. So if you click on it, you'll get 20% um, Osprey discount. Do have a little look at that. Um, if you want an Osprey bag, I mean, yep. we, we both got Osprey bags. We know probably 90% of Evertrackers have used Osprey. So um, yeah, very, very useful. Um, and their range goes from like all the way, all the way from like trail running all the way up to, you know, um, yeah. Uh, backpacking uh, but for your day packs yeah aim for something around 30 liters you won't go far wrong yeah perfect and um lee wyatt said they do yacht and i do great three th uh great waterproofs he did a uh welsh 3000 and it oh, was nice. dry and i definitely want that code <laughs> lee so, you, you um, teased us uh, last week with this code i'm, so, I'm still waiting no, i'm gonna drop lee, <laughs> lee I'm, gonna, I'm gonna email you uh after the tune-in so yeah. um i'm sure we've got your email somewhere haven't we on the system if not, you'd think so, Lee. Well, if yeah, not, we have. if not, it's Dave at evertrek.co.uk. But I will also email you. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Emma Reacham Chalmers. I almost said Chambers. Oh, I haven't. I haven't messed up a name in ages, have I? Wow, well, that was always a beer find. Yeah. What snacks for EBC Trek? Yeah. Good question. Very Personal good question. one as well. Um, so if, yeah. you're, if you're asking me, generally speaking, I got a couple of packs of beef jerky that I bought from home yeah. just so I can get some meat um but not everyone cares yeah um and also i've done loads of treks so i haven't bothered but really the snacks is kind of a personal thing so yeah. generally speaking i always say you know bring some stuff that's going to give you energy but also bring some stuff that's going to up your morale as well yeah so what's your favorite snack you know you've had a hard day you're not feeling great you're a bit sad you go into tesco's what you're leaving with 
<laughs> so like you know okay you now don't you know like maybe a 12 pack of beer and uh, but you know whatever sure? chocolate bars whatever <laughs> sweets harry bows tantastics you know beef jerky whatever you can um is really good nuts. there's a lot yeah nuts yeah there's a lot of places in Nampshire. um so generally what i try and do is i get my basics in Kathmandu, things I'm not 100% sure I'm going to get, but anything like sort of Snickers and cereal bars cliff and stuff bars. like Cliff Bars. We get told off by Rosie if we didn't mention Cliff Bars. Oh, yeah, Cliff Bars are really good. <laughs> I actually had one before I came you on You did, here. actually, didn't you? Yeah. Um, you, you didn't want the Snickers bar? No, I'm right for Snickers at the minute because um, that that is is a problem. <laughs> like, if I have... talking about snacks. I do actually take some of these with, take some of these with me. Um, I kind of as as I bring this in, I'm expecting B. A. Baracus to come in on a tank and eat one of these. Is he? Yeah, I see. I'm more Mars, no? Really? I've moved to Mars. I like, I like I like I like I like the Mars part. But um, but yeah. So anything like that is going to be yeah. really good. Um, you'd be surprised how much all your snacks actually weigh. So generally speaking, I'll try and keep the weight <laughs> and the look look right. And I'll pick things up in Namshi once I've arrived at the other end. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just keeps the weight down. You can easily shake, you easily add a kilo of sweets, right? I've seen yeah. it done. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't actually, it's not that many. Um, so yeah, get as much as you can um, in Namshi and, and or even in Lukla. There's loads of places yeah. where you can get snacks, Snickers, Mars bars, cereal bars, granola bars, all of that type of stuff. Anything you want to take from home that you're not sure you're going to get, like Tangtastics yeah. or beef jerky, then 100% take with you. Hopefully that's helpful. Yeah, and they, Kendall Mint Cake Lee is. I was going to say, there's a lot of love for um, Haribo's and Mars and Kendall Mint Cake. I mean, there's so many snacks, right? Um, and that's the great thing about when you're trekking. You can eat all this food and you'll just burn it off <laughs> most of the time. Except the John, our mate John, yeah. went to Killy and gained weight. No way. The food is so good. I suppose in Kilimanjaro, he was he, he gained. <clears throat> he was a couple of pounds heavier when he came back in. Did John? Did he eat more than the average person? He's been known to. I was going to say he's been. I've known been trekking with John. He likes uh, he likes seconds. Yeah, I've been um, <laughs> the great Baldietti. Oh yeah, that John was the one that decided he was going to have dalbat, um, two meals a day every day for the EBC trek. So yeah. that's twenty-two dalbats. I think he got to around 14 dalbats. And he fancied something different. And he fancied something just, different. No, it's fair. It's fair. So he opted for some spaghetti <coughs> on the day where we stopped at a different place and Beautiful. had the best dalbat yeah, I've ever had in my life. Was, he was gutted. That was just, I think it was just outside of, um, it was on the return journey from Tengboche to Namche. Absolutely. Yeah, you're Beautiful right. Beautiful yeah. place. I forgot the name of it now. Um, it's, yeah. It's by, it's by, <laughs> I love what Jerome it's by, says. It's not that. far from a bridge. Yes, so there's a just bridge, after the bridge. I think just it might after be the bridge. Lodge, I think. Um, snacks eat the slowest trekker at the back. Yeah, I was thinking then. I, I had to, I had to read that twice. Eat then, the slowest Jerome. trekker at the back. Um, yeah. Is that why you carry so much rocks? So you slow down, so you can eat the slowest trekker. Is that right? Yeah, Jerome. <laughs> yeah, I think he wants to be just in front of the slowest trekker. Though. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. You've got a climatization for that. Kendall Do you remember for some reason you had? Like hundreds of bars of Kendall Mink. Uh, it was it was an Evertrekker actually who, who, who sent me a box, <clears throat> um, a lovely Evertrekker called Anne, who had the pleasure of trekking. Yeah, probably about five years ago now to Everest Space. It was in the it was in the yeah. cupboards for ages. Every time I went in there, I'd be like, oh, bit, well, bit Kendall Mink. It's hard to use there a lot <laughs> because they're so no, rich. Yeah, it's so they're sugary. so uh, so sugary. What's that? They they do the brain one as well. Is that yeah. just brain sugar and less refined sugar they do in that one? Different versions now, yeah. But you yeah. kind of want to go, you know. Personally, I, I like I like tradition and. Uh, Certainly using the one that uh, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzin Norgay used on the first summit, which is actually 
70th? 70th. 70th anniversary? Yeah. Mad, eh? Crazy. The first, actually, in 29, so in 13 days. Wow. That is mad. Absolutely well, we'll have to go climb Everest and... Uh, what, in those 13 days? Yeah, in those 13 days, okay. yeah. Pre-acclimatise something. Not promising anything. Go, uh, yeah, go stand on the roof to pre-acclimatise, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so having a look at this one. Oh, yeah, Andrew Scott, Jelly Babies, they're a big one. They are. Um, um, what's Alison brought in here? Good question. On the EBC track, do you use the same tea houses every time? We do mix it up. Um, depends on, uh, you know, there are some spots like um, Namche, we tend to use um, the, the same one. Um, Everest Lodge, uh, which is one of our, it's kind of one of our base camps, if you like, um, mm -hmm. we, especially because we stay there a couple of nights for acclimatizing. Um, but we, we, we do mix it up. It depends on how busy it is. Yeah. Especially in the spring, the April and the, and the Octobers. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, during that region, uh, during that time, there's a lot of trekkers and we are quite kind of flexible where we stay. And sometimes we have kind of big groups that are out there, multiple groups on a similar day. You know, we could have two groups going to base camp at the same time as two groups go into Gokio Valley or three passes. And at the same time, we've also got one going to Island Peak. So as you can imagine, some of these tea houses aren't that big, so we have to use other ones. Yeah. So yeah. we we always um we always like to use uh, some that we already know or have relationships with, um because we know their quality and we know the food and yeah we know they're you know they're they're, they're good yeah they're, they're nice people, um you know and <clears throat> certainly have either um you know worked or or have connections with our operation and in terms of having guided for our operation because they've been going for a lot longer than us yeah. out in the pool who we work with. And um, yeah, very, very proud to, to, to use them um, as, as, as part of the Evertrek team. Yep. Awesome. Um, what are the, so if I was to ask you then, and what, sure. So you're going on a trek, like yeah. forget the basics, like boots, yeah, jacket, yeah. you've got all that stuff. Okay. What's the one bit of kit that you're going to, uh, What's, your, what's the most important bit? No, 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 check is good enough. Right? Yeah, outside, outside, outside <laughs> of the basics. One bit of kit. So yeah, what well, would I you? So like... let, let me say this: You're on your way to the airport. Yeah. You realise you forgot it. What's the one bit of kit you turn back for? Ooh, what would I turn back for? That's a good one because most of the time I wouldn't turn back. Yeah. I just leave it and get on with it and work it out. Yeah. But actually, yeah, I, I suppose I do like. I, I think if my boots, if if I left my main dolls at home, I could probably get away with with buying another pair, but you know, you get attached to your, your boots, yeah. especially because they, they, if they're ones that you've used on multiple trips, like these Mendels I've got, actually, I think they've got some at Tube Carl Killy and two Everest Base Camps in them. Yeah. So it kind of attached to them. They've got memories, you know, that being yeah. said, also probably due for a new pair. Every pair of footwear that you ever have, you yeah. lose a loop. Well, do you remember I talked earlier about rolling the ankle? Yeah. Concert. You roll a lot of ankles, didn't you? It's silly, isn't it? Yeah. Silly. Oh, over the years. I have to tell the funniest story. When you and Jen and the daughter Ellie, <laughs> the daughter, were, the, your, yeah, <laughs> the daughter, were walking um, down like a muddy path. This was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah Andy's yeah, got a cup of coffee with him, and Jen's Jen's kind of going down a bit like sketchily and carefully, and Andy's like, Jen, you need to step with confidence. <laughs> Take a step, slip, yeah. coffee goes up in the air, and it landed on and me. landed on you, and you. You nuked your ankle, didn't you? Like right before uh, you were about to go to about, uh, about a week and a half before I went to a Machu Picchu. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jen said she was absolutely <laughs> crying because he's lying on his back with the coffee on him. Right after I was he laughing said, step with confidence. But I, I think it just goes to show, doesn't it, that you know, like all the miles I've trekked, and this was on a little muddy path where I was walking, our, walking Penny, our dog. That's how it works, mate. And uh, you know, just one slip, and 
yeah, I didn't have ankle support and I was lucky. I got away with it. Um, but yeah, certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly got kind of what was coming to me by saying, telling someone else what to do. And then I, I bloody switch slit. Yeah. But it just goes, yeah, swallow that. That's always <laughs> when always it happens. I know. Like, well, you know, like most accidents happen right after someone says, watch this. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what it is. Brilliant. That's when it goes wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. Emma has said, uh, FreeBC, would it be useful to take gifts, coloring pencils, books for children? Good, good yeah, question. Yeah, absolutely. Question. I mean, anything yeah. you want to bring for the kids up in the Kumbu area is yeah. absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, lots of people bring like stuff like like toys or sweets or bouncy balls or anything you want. Anything, Any gifts. you know, they, they absolutely love it. Bring them the gift of a smile. Yeah. They do <laughs> like to smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, and afterwards, they're like, any sweets? Any sweets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, yeah. So yeah, they love sweets and things like that. So generally speaking, um, yeah, when we're in the villages and stuff, I'll have a pocket full of like like sweets and stuff like that. Uh, hand them out. But yeah, lots of other people bring pens, pencils, coloring books, anything yeah. like that. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. And, and really any appreciate it. Anything you bring, you know, is such a positive, such a positive thing. And um, especially after the challenging couple of years you, that, that they had in Nepal. I mean, you know, every country, any um, anything that you can give and bring um we've had some ever trekkers bring um some laptops over um which we've kind of utilized yeah, in some of the yeah. team and, and some schools and things and um which is like wow um you know and not, not that we're asking for this but you know anything that you do want to um to give is yeah massive massive thanks from us yeah um, amazing and you know anything to bring a smile to um you know to to, to a child's face or a person's face it's uh <laughs> Underwear that doesn't rub is what I turned back for. Lee's stolen my answer. Is that is that yours? That was going to be mine. Really? I would yeah, turn back. Got a lot in common. The more merino wool boxes I would turn back for. I was thinking that because I was talking about giving things away, I was thinking was Lee saying he was going to give his underwear away? No, that's one thing I think that's personal. You wouldn't give that away? No, I wouldn't give it away. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. The icebreaker merino wool, it's like £35 a pair, man. I ain't giving them away. Okay. But uh, yeah, my <laughs> merino wool boxes and socks is what I would turn back for. Yeah. Hundred percent. This is like I just can't imagine like trekking without them. It would just be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Well, th so that would be your one thing then, and I suppose because we're you know we've got about ten minutes as well. Just if you want to throw any more questions in um, before we we kind of finish up today, and I know we've we've gone on many tangents about different things, and you know thinking about equipment and and the different kind of levels there are on any of the trips. Um, you know, do if if you ever want to check a piece of equipment. Just ask, or put it in the um, the Evertrek Facebook group. Yeah, um, you know, or you can just if you're coming on one of our training weekends, we still got some spaces by the way for August. Yeah, um, uh, I think we're almost. I think we've got about four or five more spaces for that. So uh, if you'd like to join myself and Dave, do jump on. Um, and again, if you're talking about certain equipment, you want to bring some with you. Yeah. So you know, I mean, obviously, sometimes we can do it like this. Um, but also as well, you can bring it with you, and you can uh, we can can have a look ourselves and see, okay, that that looks good. Um, you know, and, and certainly we'd, yeah. um, you know, we give our opinion on, on whether we think it's good. And yeah. We hope then that gives you a little bit of an idea and there's a lot of equipment out there. You know, we don't know about every jacket or every boot, you know, it's, it's hard. Um, we yeah. have to test them all. Um, but obviously it, we, we, we've kind of more give opinions on things that we've used or what things are, uh, you know, what items are ever trekkers used that we found good over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, and that goes from. The trips from Tupacal to Everest Base Camp to Machu Picchu, or even to one of the six thousand meter peaks. You know, we're always learning yeah. about what equipment is 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 right for that particular trek, um, because it is changing and evolving. 
especially like we said uh, right at the beginning of the live around climate change and the seasonality is moving so yeah don't be afraid to kind of throw those questions at us and yeah uh definitely also um so the training weekends that um i've just remembered on, on my own but i'm just gonna look in here for a little bit uh 18th to 20th of august and the 20th to the 22nd of october there we go um, i knew it pop up some somewhere. so we're looking <laughs> at potentially getting the altitude center to be at the october one yes um that's, that's and a good they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. have some um kit and stuff like that to try yeah. as well um, yeah, Nina noticed the, uh, the mango pot. Look, it's a it's a bobblehead. Yeah, it's one of the ones we were looking for. Um, you know, we wanted to bring some props, and we've got, you know, I wouldn't say we've got, we've got something we're really proud of and something fun. Because uh, what, what's yeah, that next Well, day? honestly, <laughs> the bottle is amazing. This is, um, <clears throat> is something, is? yeah, we've admit. It's like a the filter's not in this one. That's true. Let me know. What about next week? What was um, oh, next week. What's that wooden thing? Put that in. <laughs> um yeah no this is amazing this is the british travel award um for best uh trekking company we uh won that one and we were very Back very in proud November, of it, very, very, very um very close as well but we're, we're going for it again this year although that particular award isn't actually available this year so yeah. we're going for a couple of different ones instead um uh you know hopefully with the ever trekking community if uh, we'll let you know how we can get involved with that um yeah just just mean some of these oh here we go uh, looking at the training weekend, there's the link. Uh, and Bry, hey Bry, how you doing? I feel like it's been ages since Bry's been on. What's going on, Bry? You mi missing the, the Tuesday tune ins? I think he's been an old, isn't he? Uh, I mean, he, he has a life, you know, which is fair. Yeah. Um, take your waterproof jacket on the training weekend, it'll definitely get tested. 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. I think um, <laughs> I seem to remember. Uh, a that was a great of, weekend. Well, we only have two types of training weekend. We have the one where I got badly sunburned it was 40 degrees it was, it was hot and then we have the other one where we, we we almost lost a few people blown off the edge um yeah i just simply remember jerome um we have to pull him grab him grab his ankle <laughs> and pull him back down you know well luckily he had enough rocks in his pocket that it weighed him down yeah exactly so, exactly um, that, that was fine i don't get that problem but um yeah bright i hope all is well great to see you on um as always uh, some of our uh, ever trekkers have been around the community <laughs> for a while um or nina says or wear the jacket in the shower. That is a good test. Although, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not saying I recommend it, but I mean, you know, go for it. Let us know you get on. I think there is um, a place in, I think it's Leeds University, where they have this wet room where a lot of companies go and test the waterproof nature of their jackets. They do, yeah. So it's actually, like yeah, yeah. it's like pumped into this rain room at a certain rate. Right. And when the fabric like lets it in, that's that's your fail point. <laughs> and uh, maybe maybe we could uh, maybe we could have a day where we can go up there and test out different waterproofs. Or know? just come to Wales. Um, saying that, it's actually yeah, beautiful no. outside here at the moment. So yeah, be beautifulish by our standards. You know, yeah, there's I mean, definitely a little bit of blue up there, isn't it? A bit of a Simpson sky. You know, bit of cloud, bit of light blue. Simpson sky. sky. Yeah, I know. And what Ellie calls it that. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest, I was a bit a bit let down by the lack of cockney rhyming as well. No one's got a I, nice I saw that. No one got on with that. Well there we go. You know, if, if you got any uh um they must be bit mutton and Jeff. What's that one? Deaf. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought I'd get one in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, Chris, how you doing? Um what's he uh, he's brought in here? Keswick Festival, not on. Are you doing anything in the lakes this summer? Yeah, we're quite limited, Chris, so there's not much on. <laughs> We'd love to. Honestly, we were gutted when um, Keswick Mountain Festival weren't on this year. Yeah. They are doing a bit of a run-in thing, but obviously not not quite our bag. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back there next year, 100%. We we love that weekend. We've been doing it for years now and uh, as a punter and, and exhibiting. Um, yeah, we're a bit thin on the ground of um, uh, outdoor uh, kind of uh, 
exhibit exhibits trade shows i should say yeah uh this year um yeah because even the adventure um uh, the adventure travel show in london has changed a lot um and yeah could be pushed into next year so we'll see yeah. hopefully we'll see how it goes but if not we'll, we'll definitely be there next yeah year. no yeah, i'm gonna miss it this year love keswick great great I know, it's always a good it's a good laugh isn't it yeah no really enjoyed it really enjoyed it i mean maybe i mean there's the adventure travel show at the end of the year but i actually think you knew we were away for it ah yeah well you know maybe we'll do it from the mountains yeah well like like <laughs> do, yeah we could we could yeah we could we could just get like a, a an ipad with uh, our faces we just get it, cutouts yeah yeah <laughs> well the guy the guys might be there we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes um but right dave i think we're we're, we're coming to the end now unless there's yeah, any no. other questions come in any... no uh i can't see any that we've missed if we have you've got a minute or two to put them in oh hang on oh, have, have you ever go. thought of doing a seminar at the beginning of each year for the upcoming trips for people uh to come and meet and ask all questions well, that's, to a training weekend. that's a training weekend like yeah so we we, we do about it. hey michael we do about that two three a year something like that usually uh, we don't do two a year now we used to do a lot more but um we found that it's uh it's better with the accommodation we use to get some more people in. yeah um and that is exactly i mean yeah you, you mentioned seminar but it's more of a um we, we, we kind of find it's more personal yeah with regards to to you know meeting and talking about we have a whole weekend to do it on yeah um so certainly if you want to join the training weekends we'll definitely have that um you know if you do want more direct um kind of again more one-to-one -one kind of not coaching as such but certainly um uh i'm trying to try and get my words out now uh more more direct or one-to-one -one support then don't forget about the summit zone as well yeah um you know we, we do have uh, i know you had the was it the the, the group coaching call last group night coaching you had? call last night yeah um, really some good. of the ever trackers i know there was uh sue who was back from sue mark um, uh, richard um, richard yeah um i say big part of the ever tracker community but yeah don't, don't forget about that as well but certainly michael it'd be great to have you um come on the training weekend and there, there are some new things coming relatively soon that we will be in touch with the community about which uh, might be similar but uh i'm not going to spoil it uh we will tell tell everyone when that's kind of organized yeah um but yeah definitely we'd love to see your training weekend and we can get all those questions answered for you mate definitely yep marvelous uh jim you don't need a wet room in yorkshire just get on the pennines way that sounds um i've never done much hiking around there i'd love to to get get back in there definitely yeah Mm, it's actually really good awesome now uh, typically there's um other questions i think daniela do uh, you want to get that one if i book ebc with you guys is heli back an option Ooh. or uh potentially yeah it's not something that we kind of um overly advocate because we'd like people to do the whole trek start yeah. to finish but sometimes people have time constraints um or they just they just want to do it that way they want to reach ebc yeah. generally speaking if we do do it that way you'll trek to ebc um have a night at Gorek Shep, the next day trek to Ferriche, and then from Ferriche you'll fly to Lukla, missing the last two days of the trek. Yeah. The reason why we do it from Ferriche is a lot easier <clears> for <throat> helicopters to get there than Gorek Shep. Generally speaking, Gorek Shep is for like evacuees and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, something we can look into. Drop us an email. I'm sure we can uh, work something out for you. Yeah, nice. There's always um you know, some of the lodges do it themselves as well in terms of advertising, and <clears throat> obviously we can't control the costs of them, but yeah, there are options for it. But Dave said, what Dave said there is right. You know, it's good to, um, unless you have got, a, you know, need evacuating or, um, you know, you want you want to get back for flights and things, it's always good to do the return journey. Yeah. Uh, at least once. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's it's good to go there and back again, right? But no, honestly, we're really flexible with things like that. Obviously, additional costs to it, but, uh, um, you know, and it's, having been in a helicopter myself, it's, yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's something awesome about it. Yeah. Um, 
But right, yeah, we'll, we'll finish up there. I hope it's been useful today yeah. in terms of talking about specific things. Um, you know, any questions that, have, you know, pop up now, maybe afterwards, uh, do throw them, do post them in the Evertrackers group, yeah. High Altitude Evertrackers or a Facebook group, uh, or you can tag us in Instagram. Uh, don't forget to tag us at Evertrack UK um, or hashtag Evertrack. Um, or just drop an email and we'll get those answered for you. But I hope it's been useful. Awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. I find it very useful. Drop, <laughs> drop Lee an email in a minute. <laughs> get some discount. Great stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining, guys. guys. We'll see you. Um, yeah, we'll see you again next week. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.